Hey guys, welcome to Get This Cake, episode 8 of season 2. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Tuesday. I'm very, very happy to always have your guys' support. And this week we have another guest on the show, introducing Rob. I haven't had a guy on the show in a long time. And Rob is someone that I've connected with at the very start of season one. Now, he is also a content creator. He's a musician locally here in Toronto, and he's also an ally. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Hey, how, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Good. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, my name's Rob. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I grew up in the west end of the city in a place called Etobicoke. So anybody listening, big up Rexdale crew, what up, what up? <laughs> um, I like to play music. I feel like uh, music is something that is able to communicate with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It has an ability. It has, it's a type of art form that kind of keeps us on our toes and stuff like that. So I see, I see myself finding a slight importance in that community. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's an expression. I mean, I'm not overly musically inclined, but being like an artist and someone with a platform, I definitely like appreciate musicians and how like you can express yourself with your music. Now I found, I came across some of your videos on TikTok and I think that's how we got connected. So I think you're also the second TikToker I've had on the show so far, but we also agree on some things outside of TikTok and we've gotten to some crazy discussions over the past couple of months. What the fuck is happening to Ontario right now? Ah, wow. What What isn't happening to Ontario right now? I mean, if you look outside your window, if you live in the city, I mean, you can almost roll a dice and tell a, tell yourself, okay, what's going to be today? Is it going to be some crazy guys protesting something, protesting something that I don't agree with? Do you agree with these protests? Do you agree with lockdowns? And our premier is crying on camera, struggling himself. Yeah. And, and Ontarians are digesting his apology in the, the, the same way they're digesting medical information in two different ways. It's, exactly. It's, kind of obscure. It's, it's very obscure right now. I would have to say in my, I'm turning 30 this year. So in my 30 years of living in this city, I would have to say this is an obscure and tainted time period mm. for for this pe- for these people that live in within the, the gta and ontario ontarians amongst other things and yeah, like it's, it's crazy it there. is so crazy it's scary it, it's you don't really know what to expect one day from the next i feel like we're living in some sort of weird sci-fi black mirror episode like it's so insane um around the time that you and i connected on social media was early fall i think and around that time was when we did see such a surge of like anti-maskers but also around that time in the states hey americans who's listening um (laughs) was i think i think trump was still in power now you went to something that really i guess It was a very interesting moment in like this pandemic history for Ontario because it was extremely controversial, but it also allowed conversations for other business owners. So for those who are not familiar of what has been happening in the past couple of months, you went to the Adamson barbecue, correct? Correct. I did attend a Adamson barbecue uh, meetup or whatever. So tell us a little bit about that because that was after restaurants were told to close. What what happened there? Like I obviously did not go, but what made you want to go to that and just like tell me a little bit like what happened? What did you see? Basically, for those who don't know, Adamson Barbecue was a restaurant closed in the West End of Toronto. And it got a little traction in the news because the owner, his name's Adamson. I forgot his last name, but let's just call him Adamson. The owner was a rule breaker in terms of other people owned businesses in our province Mm -hmm. and they were following the rules. Yeah. He, He specifically 
thought he had a lever or an upper hand or he could open his doors and he broke the rules and he was charged. Yeah. He was charged and this caused a lot of traction and a lot of Ontarians and a lot of certain people with certain types of beliefs to come out of the woodwork and attend one of the most, uh, I would say, one of the most sad gatherings of people I've ever been around and I've been I've been to plenty of great great things but this is this is a collection of humanity or human beings that mm. I think I think it was a, it wasn't a a thing that I I was excited to hear about so yeah um I have a slight curiosity in terms of behavior yeah behavior. yeah and aside from the aside from the music thing I have a extreme curiosity as to why people do and think what they what they think right what they do think what they think so I kind of googled the restaurant and it was very close to my uh my crib there so I I uh made my way there I I was after work I'm finished at 2 (laughs) p.m you know so I just this is this is you know contemporary shit right yeah it's 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 modern times you gotta you gotta understand what's going on so me with that being said my mind is like that yeah maybe I don't know what's going on in the world maybe I'm gonna listen maybe I'm gonna hear maybe I'm gonna what am I gonna see right yeah absolutely I had that direction and I parked my car and I I it's just it seems a little bit daunting in terms of how what types of language you start hearing so i approach the restaurant you know and you just hear things like you know the government's against us you know we're yeah. out there to get us or something like like the, the police are just there to take our money and stuff and it's like i i totally totally understand yeah the, the strain that that the pandemic has on independent business owners i understand that being an independent business owner not like it's your best interest to make money. How yeah. do you make money? You stay open. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, business owners that were food restaurants, they had the rules were very clear. You could do pickups, side pickups, shit mm-hmm. like that. People, mm-hmm. people were people were abiding by the lockdown measures in the way that the government seemed seemed to allow them to stay open. And you know what? This individual said, "No, I'm doing it my way." Me, 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 me. Yeah. Everybody else that shared that me, 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 me person persona. The entitlement came out. Yeah. And, it's, and it, to me, to me, it's not okay. It's it's it made me read a book. It made me want to read freaking. Um, white fragility i haven't read it yet okay i I need to read that too (laughs) yeah at the time i was reading a book called subtle art of not giving a fuck oh that's such a good one oh that's so good and and it it was so weird like every time i read books like not to be weird but honestly every time i read books not i don't i don't fuck around with non uh i don't fuck around with fiction right i read a non-fiction book i always find that it's some it's some way applicable to my current life like I, I'm reading a book and it's so it's so relatable. It's like it's like somebody's watching me. It's like I don't even know. I don't know. I, obviously, what I'm saying is is just a personal like thought. But the in, in that book, there's this part where it talks about how your pain. You have to watch out. Yeah. When, when you when you're suffering through something, and you feel that your pain is the top tier of pain, and you have to express that. Oh, why am I going through this? Pain? Mm. That's entitlement. It's called entitlement. And it's ego. Yeah. Humans have a sensitive ego. We all do. We all do, whether the we realize is, it or not. The thing is, is what, what, why am even like what? Why this story even bothers me is because one of the things I saw was an upside down Canada flag. And I oh, absolutely wow. do not. I do not appreciate that because I, I can understand right. that. Yeah, the government. The government right now. Okay, this is what we're reporting. In. What's today? April twenty fifth. This is the twenty fifth of April, twenty twenty one. Yes, at this current time period, I can tell you. Yeah, the government had enough time. The government had enough. Mm-hmm. Well, this was really the on. start. I feel of when we notice. I think it was the first time I noticed Ontario start to break down and how they were handling the situation. Because when I moved here a year ago, it wasn't that bad. I think we handled it pretty yeah. good at first, right? Because I want to be able to decide, uh, dissect this even further with you. The thing is, I work in hospitality. I get it. We're 
we're all frustrated. You know how many times I've all been laid off because of these lockdowns? So many times I can't even count now. We've all been affected. Now, what started off as a very angry restaurant owner, as he should be. He is right, yes. you know, every right to be angry about that. I totally get that. I think that shift, what happened in that moment of when he was the first business to be like, you know what? Fuck your laws. I'm going to open. The premise of it was something that I was like, wait, okay, let me listen to what he has to say, right? Because I work in hospitality. But that opened, and I'm you probably know this better than me because you were there. That opened a whole other window of other things that had nothing to do with COVID. Start shaking the hands of these people and say you're doing a good job because what they're doing is creating an idea that is that a certain. I'm look. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. People that have a certain skin color have an entitlement to them. It's called white entitlement. Mm -hmm. There's also something called white fragility. Mm -hmm. When white people, when white people's rights, when white people's businesses get attacked, imagine imagine not being born in this country mm -hmm. when you were an independent business owner. Yeah. Imagine you just came to this country and you're an independent business owner. People like that don't have as big of a voice as a person that was like I was a white individual. I'm sorry if that offends anybody listening, but that's just the facts of life. You don't need, you can't Google this. You can't yeah. Google it. You have to see it with your own eyes. You have to see it with, your, you have to hear it with your own ears. And the, the unfortunate thing is the, the language that is being spoken is a supremacist type of view. Mm -hmm. It is a point of view of supremacy. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we talk about, when we talk about white supremacy, we're not talking about like strictly white people if your skin is white you're a white supremacist we're talking about the ideology that when a white individual's rights are being portrayed this this and put at a disadvantage you have the audacity to turn the entire country's flag upside down mm. as a valid reason that is called white entitlement mm -hmm. and jlt the, un the only time I would ever see it appropriate is that the the First Nations individuals who had, who, this was their home. Yeah. Whoever, they, their culture literally got eliminated. And yeah. They, they, if you, if you want to Google search something, search upside down Canada flag. And you know who you're going to see, be seeing holding that stuff? You're going to be seeing native first nations individuals holding an upside down Canada flag. So when I see a white person holding that flag because their favorite barbecue restaurant got closed down, it's despicable. It is. It is. You can, you can only put that to words because you can only put that in your, in your imagination. And yeah. Like, if this is going on, if how much can't we see? Yeah, going on. absolutely. How much, how much shit behind closed doors in certain businesses? What kind of talks are these people having? What kind of misinformation mm, is being spread? Yeah. And you know, I would hate to see it. And we know that two wrongs don't make a right. But if Adamson, I don't know what his first name is either. Adamson, <laughs> I think of Adamson. Adamson. We know that if he was a black business owner, those protesters that were trying to shove journalists and media out of the way, the repercussions and the end result of that barbecue shop being open would be a lot jail different. Time. Jail time. They if not jail time, he may not survive. Listen, it's, it's, it's very clear. But the thing is, why it's only when, like, I'm pretty sure, let's just say, for example, that... Uh, uh, POC had an independent business mm -hmm. and they opened up their business, right? Mm -hmm. That shit doesn't even that shit doesn't even go on the news. They're just told to close or you're yeah. gonna be apprehended. Yeah. They're just told to close and apprehend. They don't get that second voice. They don't get a third chance. They don't put their foot in the door. They say they do what they're told because you know what? They know who's who and what is what. But what yeah, I, I already said what I said. After your experience um of going to that barbecue opening and seeing the people that were coming out and it no longer turned into a lockdown protest it turned into a whole shabam of other things 
And it's someone who is also an ally of the POC community and someone who is not, you know, an anti-masker, like the individuals go into that barbecue. Do you think people on the right are using the pandemic as an excuse to push dangerous narratives? I think the pandemic is being like, it's being weaponized. Mm. It's literally being weaponized against the public. All right. And when you, when you weaponize an idea like this, you have to understand that the average human being, it, it's very hard to some, like to summarize or to briefly like say, okay, how, how are humans going to react to this pandemic? Yeah. And, and misinformation is, is literally part of this pandemic. hundred percent. It is, it is, it is similar to the facts that are were prevalent in the election that Facebook and social media had a skewing, uh, they attempted to skew what potential voters in different areas had to do or had to ha- like what they were exposed to. And things like that is a, they're directly linked into this pandemic where misinformation it appears on people, on those willing those I call, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like I don't have a word in my head, but these anti-independent thinkers, they think that they're independent. Stop following sheep, sheep. Uh, like, yeah. In, in case, in case, if you haven't, in case if you haven't noticed, if you're in Toronto or in Canada, and you're on social media quite a bit, <laughs> you have you have somebody up here on your feed, and his name's Christopher Scott. Yeah. Chris Scott, and him, his followers or his. His premise is the government's stupid, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Masks don't work. I'm walking into a bunch of fucking stores. I'm going to bother some minimum wage workers. And I'm going to tr- I'm gonna make sure that I film it because if I don't film it, then I'm not going to get clicks. And if I don't get clicks, I'm not going to push the narrative that directly corresponds with my personal belief systems. And guess what, everybody that's listening? How are you going to tell everybody that they're sheep when you're literally like, Chris Guy is the leader, our leader. Yeah. Sounds like a cult to me. Yeah. His Kool-Aid. You're drinking when he's pissing in a glass and he's present he's putting two ice cubes in that and you say, Thanks, Daddy. Game, can I have another glass? That's what you're doing. Yeah. And the thing is, is you you ask the question, who is the right pushing is they're using the pandemic to push negative narratives? I think I think even without the pandemic, the right does that all the time. They're they're gonna Absolutely. they're gonna just they're gonna just say okay guys look this is how this is how we work and if you don't if you don't hear what you're a sheep that's the thing that bothers me is we're not sheep just because we want to listen to medical professionals that's been in the field then then you ask the thing about this is you have, people will say okay masks don't work then they'll give you a youtube link then they'll say these nine doctors right uh, look i'm a person that understands things in ontario uh, an argument or a debate that's that's been presented to the Ontario Premier, or I think it, it's been presented to Justin Trudeau, that apparently nine doctors have signed a petition or an official medical petition to have like a, a live debate or something where people in the public can ask their questions and a team of doctors can directly respond to them because there's a bunch of misinformation going on. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, look, anti-mask, I understand that there's conclusive data that says okay you know a surgical mask has very limited preventative measure a surgical mask yeah so if you know you want to if, if you want to say that a surgical mask the one that has the least amount of protection sure you don't want to wear that but buddy at the end of the day yeah. at the end of the, at the end of the day i think in in the back of my head it's like yeah isn't i'm not too i'm not too um in like too educated on the law right but I feel like somewhere, someone who is a lawyer can easily figure out, okay, whoever's not wearing a mask, you're literally prolonging the economic downfall of this. Fund. Yeah, you're honestly just running on a hamster wheel at this point and contradicting your, yourself. Your ego-inflated activities, okay? Your inability to think on your own. And what I mean by thinking on your own is if a fucking... If an apparatus or a fucking face covering, I call it an apparatus because that's a fucking name for something, anything. If something is covering your mouth, it's preventing something from coming in and coming out. It doesn't matter what the quality is. It's like bad breath. The fucking, a surgical mask, you're not going to smell that person's bad breath, you know? But 
you're it's a no mask is your t- is a hundred percent at risk. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, it's coming so- for yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like coming from someone who just recovered from COVID, um, I can Thank say, you. you know, um, in my experience, when me and my roommate were waiting. Yeah his results to see and mind you i had the uk variant which is extremely contagious we both have like for the listeners we both love like british culture and like both have we gone to london and yeah um <laughs> but uh you know i couldn't have just the regular covid had the burberry off-brand version of it anyways <laughs> but um I uh, knew that the measures I had to take while making sure his safety was taken care of was at any time that we were in the same space, like in the living room or in the bathroom or kitchen, like to have a fucking mask on, right? At least. Yeah, exactly, at least. And it's like, you know, you think about before this pandemic, like I I, I just want to say this, like what, what, you want your surgeon to do surgery on you without a mask did you not do people not realize did people not think about this before even the like the pandemic started and like to just bring it back a little bit i don't even want to say his name because everyone knows bad publicity is still publicity and i don't feel like no no not at all not at all (laughs) but i feel like he doesn't deserve to even have his name mentioned on the show but what i will say is it's still what you made a really good point on um, when you said, well, even without the pandemic, they will always find something to push their narrative. And I think it was even you that said to me before this whole thing with the pandemic and COVID, he was using anything to push some sort of belief. Like, weren't you saying that he was, he used to post things about like being like anti like immigration and stuff like this? If you Google search him, there is a article on him that somebody tried to even like, it's a, it's almost a satirical article where they have all of his, all of his posts, but they, instead of his picture, they like, see how you say you don't even want to say his name. Yeah. They put his post, but like they put somebody else's face on there. It's, mm. a, it's and they show like he's anti-immigration talking about oh if you put these immigrants in in canada then expect more crime and all all that type of stuff he is that person he yeah is that person before the pandemic he is that person that person that says uh you know yeah something like immigration is bad and like i heard uh that he he does like landscaping company and shit and people like found out that is he was a landscaper before the pandemic and they fucking wrote bad reviews about him or something like that i don't know he's just he's he's bad milk but just like how this is the thing with people that when somebody doesn't like somebody okay trump in america a lot of people didn't like trump so you know what people did they started making lies about him fake news stories about trump and you know what you do when you do fake news stories when he is able to debunk those fake news stories you're literally making trump look good that's why it's like with chris guy there's Mm. things about him that i've read and it's just like i i really like i i don't know where else to find it but it's just like he's one of those people he is it's it's fucking bizarre and I'm, i'm waiting like you like one thing that i do i can find or that i can say that i saw with my own two eyes before he got his account fucking uh, banned on Instagram, okay? Go, I would look on his fucking, his comments and shit, right? Just yeah. To see if, just to see if anybody's actually challenging him, right? And yeah. If, how would he respond? Yeah. I, would, I was curious to see, like I said, I'm interested in behavioral science. I'm curious to see how he ch- he's challenged with people who actually know what they're talking about. Because mm. anytime he's anybody, he's always speaking to somebody that has no idea that's acting on emotion instead of acting on medical facts instead of acting in like you're a nurse you're a doctor oh, oh but I, he cites doctors or you don't even need to talk about him there's people like him that oh i got this doctor video these doctors these doctors okay when's the last time that doctor seen a patient 10 years ago when's the last time that that guy who said mm. and you oh, five years ago these guys are not even there's there's something called how to how to medical a medical when you when you see a medical paper there's a way to 
to determine if it's correct or not. It's called being medically cited. There's something called peer-to-peer -peer yeah. reviewing. Yeah. A peer-to-peer -peer reviewing. For example, Ryerson had an anti-mask paper. Uh, they did a, a release an anti-mask stu study. I didn't even know that. And guess what? It wasn't. It was. It was advertised as Ryerson. It was advertised as Ryerson. After the fact, Ryerson actually posted something saying we have no affiliation with this with this anti-mask fucking thing, with this anti-mask paper, and they had to clear up the air. And guess what? It's already too late. So who out here is spreading? Like, tell me, anybody who's listening, who's anti-masker, anybody that knows these people, who created a false <laughs> paper? And then put Ryerson's name, then put it out into the into the universe and said, right. everybody, look, Ryerson is saying anti-mask. And then after the damage is done, after all of you are, you take your brains out of the fucking washing machine and you put them back in your heads and then you, you're told the Ryerson paper is fake. You can't, you, you can't revert. It, you can't revert because right. you're too... You're, it's already too late. Your glass is full. I'm almost scared. convinced, Rob, that at the end of the day, the extreme anti-maskers, at the end of the day, I feel like it doesn't even have anything to do with mask. It really doesn't. It's, it's right, right or wrong. It's all about, you know, the government's trying to control us. This is what, communist Canada? Like, yeah, it oh, comes from this, China like, now. We're gonna be China. really fucked up racist white fragility That's point of view and i i want to i want to know because you know you did the protest for black lives matter and for george floyd yeah. as well in the summer yeah. right yeah. so why do you think white people only stand up to authority when it's convenient for them i think that in my, in my recent times um i feel like when people don't know how to react, they it's behind, when you're buying your computer, right? When you're mm. buying your computer nowadays, you can pretend, you can play a role, you can do anything you want. That's what the internet age has taught a lot of people. And when white people feel like they can, uh, up, they can overthrow authority, it's not that necessarily they can, but they know they will have support. For example, Adamson Barbecue. It's I feel like in his mind, right? And this is a struggle that certain people do not face. POCs have a fear. They have fear when they face authority. They have fear that they're gonna be, they're gonna be sentenced at a max sentence for doing the most minimal thing. Whereas people that don't have a cultural background or, you know, they're third generation Canadian, fourth generation Canadian or whatever, you know, but they have like some Scottish blood or, or some mm -hmm. like, uh, Russian blood or something, right? Yeah. They know, they know who's on their side. Yeah. It is, it is, it's integrated in your behavioral pattern. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. You cannot tell me it any, any other way. You cannot tell me that at the Adamson pro at the Adamson barbecue protest, how many, what ratio of white versus, versus people of culture. Literally the funniest thing was I was like, I was so shocked. I had my hands on hands on my head and shit. Like these two, these two black girls were walking past. Right. And they're just eating fries and they're looking right. They're looking and kind of laughing. And I literally walk up to them. I'm like, yo, can I just walk with you guys for two seconds? Cause I'm, I'm about to have like a, a freaking panic attack here. Cause I can't stand what I'm seeing. And they're like, Oh, you not one of them, eh? <laughs> 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 it was so funny. I'm like, yo, this and that. I'm like, I can't believe what I'm hearing and shit. I'm, I pointed at the upside down Canada flag, and they're just like, you see what color he is holding that flag? I'm like, I'm like, this is the thing. This is the thing, though. Some people say like, okay, not all the right. You know, there's some cultural people on the right. There's some cultural people who were at the Adamson barbecue protest and stuff like that. There's some colored people, 100%. There's there's black conservatives. There's mm -hmm. black POC of, of conservatives and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, that still doesn't take away the fact that when we are talking about white supremacy, we're talking about an idea that they're like white supremacy will tell you that there's no injustice yeah, with police brutality. Absolutely. White supremacy, white supremacy is saying that, oh, like, um, like George Floyd should have died or something like that. Mm. He got what's coming to him. Mm -hmm. He got what's coming to him. Like, Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's effed. Yeah.
like i feel like sometimes you see with with people like anti-maskers and you can see how their political ideas form are like with the george floyd like an anti-masker would say george floyd uh robbed somebody you know what i mean This and then that's how you know it has nothing to do with them being anti-masker exactly this is a human being all right listen to me at the same time there's individuals like we live in ontario right so anybody that's that's been around like in the past year you know that you know that marco munez right this is an individual who drunkenly tr was in an accident and he killed what is it two children and one adult he killed three people he killed two mm, children yeah and you have Like I'm not trying to paint anti-maskers as the, they're all the same because I understand like some some people are anti-lockdown too. I get it. We're yeah. All we're all we all have a similar like the government's fucking with us. There's no yeah. doubt. I want people in the podcast to understand it. I'm not on the government side. Like yeah, we all understand the government, the government in Ontario. The government fucks people fuck. up to the max. Yeah. What I find with these anti-maskers and these people that follow certain individual, like Chris Guy, for example, you see people that follow him and they're in his comments, and then you see people in like the Derek Chauvin trial case comments, and it's like George Floyd was also, you know, he was a criminal. He was a criminal. It's like, okay, that was his past, and then those very same people. Those very same similar people will defend Marco Munez, who killed two children and one adult. Like I'm, I'm, I'm specifically sorry. That was from a drunk driver, right? He was drinking Marco and drinking. Munez is a yeah. drunk driver. Yeah. And I specifically know somebody that exists in the city that said George Floyd got what's coming to him mm. because he robbed, he robbed somebody in his. That's past, disgusting. Right? And when he he's like, oh, Marco Munez. You know he's a good guy. He's a good guy, even though he killed two kids and one adult. So where the fuck does the disconnect start to appear, where you can fucking on like willingly you sit you say this man that's killed two children and one adult is a good person, but at the same time you say George Floyd got his karma. That does not align with a correct. Yeah, yeah. That's not a correct person, and that person needs to be put into a side of the world with all these similar people, and they need to build their own world, and then we'll see how how utopian. And I mean, not that I even have to defend this. Everyone knows that what really happened. It's irrelevant, but you know what really happened was. The police thought he had a fraudulent twenty dollar bill, and then after the everything was done, the forensics and everything, it was a real twenty dollar bill. It wasn't even fake. And now he's he's not here. It was nine minutes. He was on his neck for nine. Nine minutes. minutes. He was ignoring the fact that there was a there was a professional firefighter, off duty firefighter. Right? There's ways that you can spin the story to make him look work to make the officer extremely guilty. When if you're a police officer and you're hearing an off-duty firefighter, you guys get paid from the same fucking lumps of money. Y'all y'all getting paid from taxes. Y'all getting you you work for the government. Yeah. That's a coworker. An an off-duty EMT is a coworker. I don't give a fuck if it's off-duty on duty. That's a person that knows the profession. And you're being yelled at. You're being told Even by your own fellow police officers, should we put him on his side? No, no. Nah. Yeah. The problem. Yeah. You have people defending. You have these. I'm, again, it's it's. I don't want to. I don't want to put all anti-maskers in that category. Yeah. And a lot of anti-maskers are the same ones that said George Floyd got what's coming to him, and that's so fucking sad that it that that kind of mentality even exists. In yeah. one of the most multicultural cities in this planet, on the planet. And when wow. I like asked you your opinion, if they're, why are they selective with pushing and questioning authority? And you said something that really struck like a nerve, like it really, really made me realize something so extreme when you were like, what if they are like third or fourth generation? Right. We know that our country is built on immigration. We know that this is not our land whatsoever. It's stolen. It is stolen land. And we, 
you know, have issues in Ontario, but we have issues in all of Canada. The country itself. Like there is parts of our country without fresh water. And I don't understand how that makes sense because 75% of the world's cleanest fresh water source is Canada. Why do our own people not have clean water? Like, like what, what's your, like, how do you feel about that? Like, you know, it's so crazy. Our population is less than the state of California and we don't have the means to give our people clean water. We definitely have the means. We have the means and the dark the dark answer to this question is because canada we have it's it's not what i want to believe but it's what i feel like is happening and it's the eradication it's the genocide of a group of people that this land belongs to and it's it's despicable in all ways shapes and forms the clean water like idea idea is where why is that even a topic why is a human right not given to the people that own the name? It's when you say you're native, that means you're the first, first nations. What is that? Does that mean second? No, you're there first. This is basic human rights, clean water. You have people have to boil the water that comes out of the sink. The thing about the internet is uh, Gary V said it the best internet didn't change you. The internet, the internet didn't change human beings. Mm. The internet exposed humanity. Mm. And that's mm. why everybody's fucked in the head. Because humanity has been built on the backs of, pe of people's misfortune. Mm. Right? And when it, like, it, it drives me absolutely insane when we have no clean water for people that it, they're just, it's, you don't, I don't care what you like to do, what you don't like to do. I don't care what your belief system is. You should have clean water. Yeah. Even all your, every, even all you fucking weird ass anti-maskers. You still deserve yeah. clean water. Yeah. Don't give a shit how weird I think you are. You deserve clean water. How come How come I can say that with my chest and the fucking government can't even give it? Like, mm. the, the means are there. The money is there. You just need to, you need to eradicate certain people because why? I have no idea why. It's disrespectful. And the thing is, like... One once like one side thing that happened was the Meek Ma fisheries in in over there. I think I don't know if it was in Nova Scotia. It was in Nova Scotia. It was in Nova Scotia. Is, yeah, that's where I was from. And a lot of the time, a lot of the time, fucking people think Canada is a non-racist country. Oh, the, the racism in Nova Scotia this past couple months has been so just, exposed, so just, exposed. Just because just because we have way less of a population, just because not every day an, un an unarmed POC man or an unarmed person is getting, it is within Canada. Listen, I'll say it as clear as I can. We hide it the best. Yeah. We hide it the best. And if that doesn't scare you, then nothing, nothing will scare you. Yeah. The world the world is based on these types of premises in all corners. And it's things like the, in the Mi'kmaq, the Mi'kmaq was trying to get to their, they own these waters. That's the, that's yeah. the, the that's the old tribal agreements back in the days. The Mi'kmaq people the have the right to fish when they water. want. It is and their water. See, yes. You see these fucking Ford 150 driving bitch ass mm. big ass motherfuckers look like they're six five you know what i mean and they're talking shit like get out yeah. of the way that's my water like yeah they have no idea they don't it's, the thing is is what what might what might be the did you know what they did though i'm pretty sure at the end of it they bought clear water i think they bought i think they got together and bought the comp so clear water just to let oh, you know oh, oh, oh. Clearwater is the company that owns okay. basically the monopoly of yeah. fisheries and whatnot uh, yeah. that fish industrial for the rest of the country, right? And they have 95% share of the, 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 the lobster fishing season. Yes. And the Mi'kmaq community has this much. So, you know what? It's still their land. They can still fish whenever they fuck they want. And I'm pretty sure 
they came together with enough money and bought the company out. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That makes me happy. That really does. I could be wrong on some premises of certain things. Don't quote me exactly. But from what I read and from what I've heard from people back home, because I'm from the East yeah. Coast, I'm pretty sure yeah. they bought them out. That's, that's, that's amazing. That makes me happy because what I was seeing there, I just, I don't want to see people blocking first name. Like you're, you can't physically be in their way. Like you're fucked up. It's literally, you're doing your, why are you trying to block? A, that's their land. What does that make you? This is what I mean. Just because racism isn't just about fuck like police shooting unarmed POC. It's like the Canadian population versus natives that's the thing like there's something called starlight tours there's people there's indigenous women missing yeah every day like, like but the thing is, is they're they're missing they're missing reports that are being reported they're gone they're not even in existence they're just gone they don't there's something that's fucked up that's i, I literally i'm i'm kind of putting the magnifying glass nowadays i'm really getting out my magnifying glass and really asking the real questions i'm not asking like why doesn't a mask fucking work? I'm asking, why the fuck doesn't Justin Trudeau keep up with his promise? You made a promise, you got your votes, and now what? These people still can't drink water? Oh, because they're fine? No, dude. It's it's something that I need to figure out a little bit more of, right? This, mm -hmm. is, this is something that's mm -hmm. on my agenda. Day, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not left-leaning at all. There's no yeah. way that I would vote for Justin Trudeau at all. Well, I... I did. I did. Cool, that's cool. And I'm definitely disappointed. Really. Um, especially on a lot of broken promises. Extreme. And, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I think to the rest of the world, we hide our issues. To the rest of the world, we're seen as these super polite and apologetic Canadians. Ha <laughs> ha! Super friendly. But I think within Canada, I think within the last year or so, you know, we've had enough incidents. And like you said, the internet, quoted by Gary Vee, the internet exposes humanity, right? It, it hasn't ruined humanity. And I think we've had enough incidents in Canada in the last year to really show we're just as fucked up as our neighbors down south. You know, we've had two wellness checks this past year. The Indian guy, and I, I can't remember if it was Mississauga or Brampton, and the young African-American girl um, who oh, yeah. was also uh, pushed, was she, was she pushed over her balcony or shot or something and they try to cover Justice up a suicide? Justice for Regis. Yeah, Justice for, for Regis, Regis, exactly. Um, and we've had, you know, like I said, what happened, like you mentioned before as well, the oh, East with uh, the fishermen. And the videos that came out of that were so horrific with the cars and the homes being set on fire to scare them. Wow. It was That's so, like, it That's was, it was terrorist attacks. It was straight up terrorism. You know, and with everything that's going on here in Ontario, it's insane. And I think like when I first met you, I realized I was like, oh my God, Rob is so woke. <laughs> from, you know, a white guy from Toronto, he's so woke. But it made me realize I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. Why isn't everyone else as aware? It's right in front of us day in and day out. It was just made me realize that maybe it's not really that you're so woke it's just you are aware and i don't understand why not enough people are aware i don't get it well the thing about what goes on in front of us and what we do about it there's two different things you can you can look at something and you can talk about it and complain about it and post about it or you can actually try to see or understand what the fuck or why it is going on. Why are people preventing other individuals from getting clean water? Why? Why? Like, why is the Mi'kmaq even in the news when they can't fish? That's the that's a, an age-old promise. And that's my curiosity. Again, personal, I'm interested in behavioral science. Why do people do things? 
why is it that I hear Indigenous women are going missing, right? Because that's the Canadian issue. We have, look, I've been kind of smashing on Canada, right? But let's talk about the Toronto Police Service just for a little bit in a positive way. They try. They really do mm-hmm. try. Aside aside from the fact that, you know, there's there's been two house calls and shit like that, which involved, indiv- like, you know, not individuals that needed a little bit of an extra assistance Mm -hmm. i think i think our city really 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 there's people who know who speak like me right there they they exist one person that i really appreciate he's a director of of a lot of drake music videos his name's director x Mm -hmm. this guy speaks in ways that this and he, the city listens to them and he corresponds and it's like there's something like there's a program where um that we're gonna that i believe uh, is going to be integrated in toronto <clears throat> that um ex uh not i think ex-convicts or people that served in prison for a long period of time in gun violence go to communities that that have lots of gun violence and they speak to the children okay yeah and this, yeah. is, this is a program. This is a program that exists, I believe, in Philadelphia. Yeah. And like it's existed for like a five a five year period. And in that five year period, there's been a certain statistic and, and reduction just from having conversations, just from deploying the idea of, hey guys, look, I, let's I, let's let's try and attempt to solve an issue instead of just pointing at it. Mm-hmm. That's what it, that's what I feel like. People are aware. You asked why am I so aware? I think people are definitely aware. Yeah. I just think I just think there's there's an issue where it's like people feel powerless against the enemy. And you and I both know what the enemy is. The enemy is misinformation. The enemy are people that want to just be right all the time and we know who that's funny how it's like being right all the time and yeah who, who's like that yeah we know right so it, it's it's a matter it's a matter of how you want to live your life too yeah if things are being affected if you're if people who you care about or just i'm i consider myself a people person i'll feel yeah. pain for somebody i'll feel pain for somebody i just met i'll feel pain for somebody i don't even fucking know yeah i don't know who george floyd is i don't know who george floyd is neither did the entire world but if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken a george floyd protest was recorded in each country for the first time in the history of the fucking planet. I know. That, and you know that- what? The power is with the people. The power is with the people. And I'll, I'll say this. The enemy is a yeah. lot bigger than just misinformation because I'm sorry, honey, you can read a book. You can get resources. It's 2021. Resources are there. But what I will also say is the issues are within our deep-rooted systems that the people do have the power to rewrite. And I will give you an example. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, Summer of 2020 in Halifax, there was a proposal by the police task force there that they wanted a million dollar bulletproof, like friggin' like army truck. I'm like, for what for? It's fucking Halifax. All we do is drink and like smoke weed. What? Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and fish, like, yeah. You know, I was like, what the, like, the whole city was like, excuse me, but that can go towards housing, that can go to, towards community resources. The people got together and what did they do? Enough petitions were signed and enough people protested and it didn't happen. So the power is with the people. And I think it's just more people need to just wake up from this entitlement. It's not, it's, I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I really Where do that. you see, because... We're coming up I towards wanna... the end of the episode here. So where do you see Canada in the next five to 10 years? Do you think this has been enough of a historical moment with this pandemic and with everything that's going on, not just in Ontario, with our country for people to realize that we need to make change? Or do you think things are going to get worse? Where do you see Canada in the next five, 10 years? Sometimes, you know, when we grew, we grew up and we hear the saying, things got to get worse before it gets better Mm. and i don't want to i don't want to be a dark dark energy holder or a dark energy dude but some part of my soul really really has has to say that yo we have yet to see the like shittiest part of how our citizens can act And, and if this pandemic has taught anybody anything is you can see 
how terrible our our ability our our entire country's ability to stay together when we need to be mm-hmm. this is what i mean this is what i mean by there's something grotesquely wrong with how we are treating each other mm-hmm. because i i can i can say like i had a recent family experience where it's just this individual came into the house and he just spat his nonsense and it's like yo where how come you can't like when you go into a pool don't you want to touch the water first before you dive in where's the where's the prefacing thing you're just going to call people stupid you're just going to call the left stupid everybody's stupid 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 okay why don't you have an objective conversation yeah bring up bring up some f- things that you aren't you don't like don't say people are stupid we're all the fucking same we all pay taxes if, you, i want if you're calling people stupid yeah. next time i, I don't want i don't want to see you stopping at the red light then because that's like what the government wants you to do yeah. stop at red lights yeah. <laughs> and then when you get a ticket what happens yeah i'm not listening to the government listening everybody just calm the fuck down or else we're let's all just have a conversation other. let's just, just talk talk about it yeah, don't say talk. we're stupid don't don't go to each other's dinner tables when they're trying to have family time and don't tell that oh my belief is i'm so smart like that's mm. not how you get things done and then, yeah. and essentially at the end of the day all you're really going to do is piss people off because nobody likes to be called stupid we all just trying to do what we think is right for us, ourselves and our families mm. and that's that's the canadian way right there that's right the, the that's right taking that away from us yeah it's, it's upsetting me as a person and i'm i'm mad yeah I think and I think we all should be a little little mad but I think if the more conversations we're having the more conversations we're encouraging you know we're not just being bystanders if you hear something that isn't right just speak up let's talk and I think yeah, that's the only yeah. way we can heal together and yeah. move on together I want to I want yeah. to like remember hockey remember <laughs> Canada hockey like nobody was dissing each other man nobody was dissing each other it was everybody wants to fucking the juniors to go slap like i used to love hockey right i'm not into the hockey again but canada and hockey that brings us together you you got to say that i used That's, to play hockey fun fact yeah i used to play hockey <laughs> left wing Dude, yeah left wing right? yeah I'm goaltender let's go but that's what i'm trying to say is hockey brings the entire country together like and you know what if this if things don't start to turn around if this isn't the you you said things need to get worse before they get better i think uh, like guys you, you will just find rob and i in london like we're just leaving <laughs> uk canadian exit <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the show and i hope that we have an opportunity to do an episode again it's been like a real pleasure being able to have this conversation with you and i really hope this episode inspires more people to talk amongst themselves and amongst their families and amongst their friends and really have these hard conversations and remember guys you can have your cake and you can eat it too